Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Five sixty, the Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on Five Sixty over the past twenty-four hours. How do you do? Where you at? I am Dan Day, social media up at Dan Day Radio, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You want to follow me on social media because tonight when I get off, I am heading up to Boca with my dudes, Clive and Ron, and we're going to check out some Louisiana bluesmen, Tab Benoit and Josh Garrett. Never been to the Funky Biscuit, but I'm guessing it's going to live up to its name, and I know those guys are going to be bringing it, so it should be a very fun time. Once again, I'll post it all on the social medias. On the way, we're going to have some fun with the Joe Rose Show, talking to another Louisiana guy from Plaquemine, Louisiana, Davin Godchow, Greeny Show. They're talking Tim Tebow and taking callers. Then finally, Hawk and Crowder praising the Dolphins draft. Right now, let me sing some headlines to you. The NFL draft commenced over the weekend. Miami made seven picks. Some include Oregon defensive back Javon Howard, Boston College tight end Hunter Long, and Cincinnati running back Jared Dokes. Four Canes were drafted in the NFL draft. Kicker Jose Borealis went undrafted but signed with the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Heat won back-to-back games over the weekend down in Cleveland Saturday, 124-107, then defeating Charlotte, 121-111. Yesterday, Miami looks to make it four in a row tomorrow night when they play Dallas at eight. Behind Max Scherzer's complete game yesterday, the Nationals swept the Marlins over the weekend. The Fish look to right the ship tomorrow night at 640 against the Diamondbacks. Shorthanded Inter-Miami had a scoreless tie with Nashville yesterday. Inter is 1-1-1 on the season. Rumors persist that expansion team, the Seattle Kraken, are interested in taking Panther goalie Chris Drieger. Despite that, Florida keeps winning, defeating the Blackhawks 5-4 over the weekend. Tonight, they face the Stars at 7, and you can hear Doug Plagans on the call right at 7 o'clock. Medina Spirit was the upset winner of the Kentucky Derby Saturday, defeating favorite Essential Quality. And right now, it's essential that we step into the day spa. (sighs) Colombian farmers have broken the world record for largest mango, growing one over 9 pounds. Man, that can make a lot of mango-ritas. 110 mermaids recently put on an underwater show in China. Whew, I'd pay to see that. A set of North Carolina teens have been accepted to 15 different colleges and garnered nearly $1.5 million in scholarships. And I struggled to graduate from high school. A woman has asked her boyfriend to sleep with her twin sister in order to help the sister get over a bad breakup. Man's gone online for advice about what to do. 
Is he really asking for advice? Or just bragging? A London teen has started an OnlyFans page for his mom so he can make some extra pocket change. Give that kid a scholarship to Oxford and give his mom my hot mess of the day. Ah, yes indeed. When you wake up in the morning, you might be a hot mess, but your life gets a little bit crazier, yet at the same time, a little more sane when you listen to the Joe Rose Show. This morning, he got up, talked to Plaquemine, Louisiana's own Plaquemine, right there on the Mississippi River. Oh, yeah. Been through Plaquemine many times. Davin Gotchow, talking about free agent experience, the New England experience, and remembering his dolphin days. Our old buddy, Devon Gotchow, the New England Patriots, going to join us here for a couple minutes right now. Devon, good morning, man. Thanks for the time. We always appreciate it. Good morning. How you guys doing? Man, we're, we're, do- we're doing good. And I got to be honest, man, I- I'm, I'm going to miss you, man. I, I-, I don't want to get like I wanted to date you or something, but I- I'm going to kind of miss you, man, from Friday nights, talking to you on the plane. Man, it was great having you around here. But what what was it like going through free agency, Devon? Uh, it was pretty cool uh, just to see like all the teams that you know didn't know they have they had uh, interest in me, uh, things like that. So it was pretty cool get, getting to know that and uh, getting to see you know where my future will be in the next couple of years. Devon, I always wonder do do most free agents because you went to a team that just loaded up, had a ton of money. The the Patriots just went after it with guys like yourself. It, does it get when you're sitting there and you're talking uh, with your agent? Is is it get down to money at this point, knowing this is could be one of the the biggest contracts you get, or is it more about best location where you can have success? I think it's a little bit of both, but you know, more for me it was you know the best location where I can have success because I know that Miami. We ran the same scheme. I ran the scheme when I was in college to LSU for a little bit. I've been coasting this scheme my whole life, you know, uh, you know, most of my whole life. So it was kind of an easy decision for me when Coach Belichick, you know, kept reaching out to my agent, you know, for me to come to New England. It was kind of an e- easy decision, then, and then you start talking numbers, you know. But the decision for me to go was easy because I, I know the scheme like the back of my hand, so it was kind of like a, a no-brainer for me. Vaughn, you played against him for a couple of years. What was that first conversation like when you did get signed or right before you got signed <laughs> with Coach Belichick? I mean, it had to be an interesting I one, mean, huh? you know, Yeah, I mean, he kept telling my, you know, kept telling my agent, like, you know, I, I you know, like, I see him, I, I, you know, I played against him, so I know he can play. So it was kind of a no-brainer for them, too, because it was like, they played against me for three or four years, so he know what I can do. You know, he saw me play against him, he had a game plan against me, so... You know, that was kind of a no-brainer for him, and he knew what he was getting, you know, getting to me. And, he, you know, like I said, he'd been coached by Coach Belichick. You know, I think, you know, the greatest coach to ever coach the game of football. You know, it's kind of like an easy decision for me to get coached by him to, you know, take my game to the next level. Devon, um, there, there's a, a bunch of different things, but you were injured last year, and you have this all of a sudden, this COVID-19 was changed everything in sports. What was that like, that combination of being injured Plus all the protocol around that team, I, I can't even imagine what that was like. Uh, it was pretty tough, you know, just trying to, like just trying to follow like the uh, COVID protocols. But I mean, like I say, uh, last year your question was me giving back to the kids in the community. Well, I know you're going to be doing that because we're going to talk about that. I was just talking. Were you still around the team a lot even when you were injured? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I was in there doing rehab, but it was tough for me, kind of like just to be at practice, like just seeing that, you know, I mean, me me being hurt, got hurt week five. And it was tough for me just to be around, I mean, on the practice field. So I was just in that rehab, and then I see the guys coming to the facility, you know, while I'm rehabbing, you know. But other than that, like, it was tough for me to be out there on the field, you know, with the injuries, you know, my season being cut short. But, you know, I was making sure I was keeping up in the group chat with the D-line. Right. Talking to the guys. I was, I was making sure I was staying vocal with them. 
So so let me ask you this one. So that 0-7 start, you you were part of that, and, and I'm not going to lie to you after. I need you to be really honest about this. You guys start 0-7, especially those first couple of games, and it was looking like we may not win a game. I mean, I, I was starting to think, like, ooh, who, who, who can we beat? Were you ever worried when you were 0-7 that that thing could end up 0-16? Oh, man, it was it – was, that year was tough, Joe. That was my first year. The first year with um with uh B flow. And uh, you know, it was kinda it was it was tough, but going to practice, it wasn't hard to go to practice and go out there to compete because it felt like we wasn't on seven because we was we were, we was busting our butt in practice every day we was getting better. So it, each week we was getting better as you saw and it and it finally came, we won the last what we won the last five out of a couple games right. at the end of the season. Great. But yeah. It didn't feel like it, it, it didn't feel like we was we was really getting like blown out, getting beat. Like you just feel like we was right there. We just had to make a play or two, and you know. But it wasn't like I said. It wasn't hard to go to practice that year because of uh, like I said, we was competing. We was getting better. And as a coach, you know, that's 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 the only thing you can ask out of your players. You know, come to practice each and every week and get better. You know, I think as a coach, if you do that, if I ask my players to come, you know, they come to practice each and every week and get better. Then I can I can go home and be happy at night, you know, because yeah. if, if we're not getting better, we only getting worse because we're not staying the same. So I think you know it, it wasn't you know it was nobody it was no thought nobody mind that we was going on sixteen because we know we was just right there a play away, you know. Yeah. So I mean it was that so that was easy for us to go to practice on like a, a like a Wednesday like a fully a fully padded practice. It was easy for us to do that because it's like man we're right there like we like we never like we never thought. In each game, like man, we about to go in there and get and get uh, blew out. We about to go get blew out. Like we never thought that. We never thought that. Devon Gatchow joining us here on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Devon, you brought it up a little bit before. You got a big event coming up down here in Miami, May fifteenth, from five thirty to seven thirty at Mao Miami. Uh, it's in uh, it's mm-hmm. on thirty two fifty two Midtown Boulevard in Miami. Um, I know you do a lot for the community since, since you've started, since you were down here in the beginning, I know you've been doing a lot, but I know that it means a lot to you to do stuff in the community. Talk a little bit about that. And I'll give the rest of the information out after that. Oh, uh, you know, me, I'm always, you know, big giving back, you know, uh, former Washington man of the year, but a man of the year nominee. It's, it's always important for me to give back to the community, to, uh, people, you know, like who, who can't be as fortunate to have it. So, I mean, my job, you know, I always say, you know, when I make it, you know, when I make it, you know, to have enough money to give back to people, that's what I wanted to do, you know. And give back doesn't always have to be money, you know. Giving back can be, you know, just your time, you know. I mean, you know, uh, just talking to the kids for, you know, 20 to 30 minutes. And, I mean, that's that's giving back. Because, I mean, some things that's more important than money that, than I mean, that you can never, that kids always remember. Like, a kid can always remember having a conversation with Devon Gotcha one-on-one, you know, rather than Devon Gotcha giving that kid $2,000, you know. He's going to always remember me having that conversation with him, you know, and, you know, hopefully, you know, his for his well-being, you know, longer in life. But, I mean, my event on uh, May 15th is going to just, you know, like regular stuff that we've been doing, it's going to be a, a event, you know, dressed up, gentlemen, ladies, you know, event, uh, you know, help – like, like I've been to help give money back to the kids in the community, uh, raising money for the kids in the community. It's just going to be a, a red carpet event, you know, uh, gentlemen, suit and tie, ladies, uh, dress heels. You know, there's going to be an event that I haven't did. I haven't did like an event like this in a minute. So, I mean, it's going to be an event like that. But at the end of the day, it's about the same goal. And that's helping to raise money for the kids in the community, giving back to the community each and every day. 
The website is chowdownmia.eventbrite.com. That's C-H-A-U-X downmia.eventbrite.com. It's May 15th. Yep, May 15th, 5.30 p.m. Big event for Devon there. Yeah, it's great to see. What'd you say? 6 to 8 p.m., but we're going to say 5.30 so everybody can be on time. (laughs) <laughs> oh well, Miami time. Well, Devon, you're smart. It's Miami time. You gotta go. You gotta go yeah, half an hour before here. Come on. Five thirty, so everybody can be on time. You are too much, man. You are. You are too much, man. You know people down here. I know you know your old teammates. That's for sure, man. That's a great call. Yeah, right we gonna say five thirty, so people can be on time. If you're one of Devon's ex teammates, it starts at four, just in case. So you make sure yeah. you get there on time. If everyone else six to eight. Hey, yeah. hey Devon, That's if good. it's Kenyon Drake, you better tell him like three, man. You know that. <laughs> get an early warm up. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Devon, thank you, brother. You take Thanks, care of yourself. Good luck with everything. Nah, man, Joe, man. Hey, no matter. Joe, no matter where I play, man, it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. No you matter. too, Devon. Thank you so much, Our buddy. Our pleasure. No Take care. The, thank you, guys. We- Appreciate it. All right. The website, once again, is Chowdown, M-I-A, at eventbrite.com. It's C-H-A-U-X-D-O-W-N-M-I-A dot eventbrite.com for all the information for the big event coming up on May 15th. Isn't that a Led Zeppelin song? Dolphin days are here again. Wishing the best for Davin Godshaw when he's not playing against our very own Dolphins. Speaking of wishing the best, the Greeny Show always has the best. It would be an incredible story if Tim Tebow was able to have this you know, five-year minor league baseball career with the Mets and then decide, you know what, I'm going to go back to football. Tim Tebow takes on the way here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Call me a fool Call me a fool Lay heart for on a heart that's gonna you love bone 560 The Joe, Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. How do you do? I am a Dan a day. Heard this song last night after I watched the MLS game between the Seattle Sounders and the LA Galaxy. Yes, I love soccer. I love MLS. I love Inter-Miami. Even though they didn't win this weekend, they really didn't lose with that 0-0 tie or nil-nil tie, whatever you want to call it. Looking forward to big things from Inter-Miami. But I'm in the musical mood. Heard this new artist, Valerie Jean. This is her song, Call Me a Fool. I'm in that musical mood, not just because of that, but because tonight when I get off of work, me and my dudes, Clive and Ron, running up to Boca to catch two Louisiana guys throwing down the blues, Tab Benoit. And Josh Garrett, maybe doing some party with my man Josh Garrett. He and I know each other back in the day really well. Had to call him up and say, oh, I didn't know you were opening for Tab Benoit. Let's do some partying. And, you know, in the true Louisiana spirit, les bons roulés is how we responded. So we're going to get to that. But right now, let's get to some Greeny Show, doing some Tim Tebow takes and taking some callers. I wanted to say something about Tebow. The story that came out about Tim Tebow yesterday going to audition for his old coach as a tight end to maybe resurrect a football career in Jacksonville, look, I'm rooting for him. It would be an incredible story if Tim Tebow was able to have this you know, five-year minor league baseball career with the Mets and then decide, you know what, I'm going to go back to football and the irony of it is do what he should have done and if he would have done this seven or eight, ten years ago, he might still be playing in the NFL, in my opinion, because I was there with the Jets when the Jets brought Tim Tebow in to theoretically compete with Mark Sanchez at quarterback. 
And what, what was misportrayed then and has never really been talked about since is that was never why the Jets were bringing him in then. But it was still the only thing he wanted to do. And if he would have embraced the idea of being a jack-of-all-trades, Swiss Army knife, Taysom Hill, tight end, sometimes take a direct snap, sometimes go out and catch the ball, then I think he could have been in the NFL this whole time. Because I think he was that kind of athlete, that kind of talent. He, was, he might have been the best college football player we've ever seen. If you think about his college football accomplishments, Tim Tebow was on the Mount Rushmore of all-time college football players. Now, that doesn't always translate into success in the NFL. And I'll, t- I'll just give you a little window to what it was like around the Jets when Tim Tebow was with the Jets. The old, like, Tim Tebow is the first guy in, the last guy out. He does so much extra work in practicing, the hardest worker that you'll ever see. That was true. I would be at Jet Games. Three hours early, right? I mean, the broadcaster gets there, and we got a pregame show, and you want to set your booth up. And I mean, I would get there a minimum two and a half hours early, sometimes three hours early, sometimes even earlier than that. On the road for road games, you'd get on the bus with the team. I mean, that first bus goes over, you're getting there at least three hours early. Tim Tebow would already be on the field. When I would get to the booth and look down at the field, I mean, it's 45 minutes to an hour before anybody else is going to be on the field. Tim Tebow's already down there. He was the hardest working guy there was. The only thing that was the problem, though, in my opinion, and I think it bored itself out, and we see it now because he's trying to come back as a tight end, all he was ever working on was being a quarterback. It was in his head, and the people around him did nothing to dissuade him. He was not going to be Julian Edelman. He was not going to be, you know, I mean, pick another guy, that, you know, Brad Smith, the guy that was a college quarterback, but was just not going to be a quarterback in the NFL. In his mind, And in all the people around him, in their minds, he was a quarterback. So he was there three, three and a half hours before the game would start. Already in sweats, already on the field working out. But all he was doing was throwing. Throwing every route tree under the sun. And they would get, you know, an assistant wide receiver coach or, you know, one of the, you know, quality control guys to go there. And they would, like, run patterns for him. And he would throw, throw, throw. And you're sitting up in the press box watching him going, man, if this guy ever invested that kind of time into what they want him to be, which is the jack-of-all-trades, tight end, H-back, you know, do a little bit of everything and just utilize him as a football player, what a great weapon he would be. But he was never going to take over for Mark Sanchez. He was never going to be the starting quarterback. But everything that you hear about Tim Tebow being like the hardest-working guy in the building, all true. All of it true. And a guy that you can rally around, you know, natural-born leader. I'm rooting for him. I hope somehow he rediscovers the ability to be a jack-of-all-trades football player, and maybe his old college coach gives him a shot. Let's get back to the phones and talk to Kevin in New Jersey. He joins us next year on ESPN Radio. Hey, Kevin. How you doing? I was uh, curious. Do you see Buffalo trying to trade up uh, for Javante Williams? I, I, they could. Javante Williams certainly is worthy of someone maybe coming up to get him. I think he's the next best running back on the board. Uh, but, you know, I, I, there, there usually is value in running backs – in the third and even fourth round. And this one is a this is a draft that's pretty deep at running back. So I have a hard time seeing someone trading up to get a running back unless somehow Javante Williams drops, you know, 10, 12 spots past where any team would have them on their board. That's possible. 
I don't like trading up for a running back any more than I like taking a running back in the first round. I'm glad as a, you know, as a Jet guy, I'm glad that they didn't sit at 23 and wait for a running back to fall to them. They went and got the offensive lineman that they want. Let's go to Frank in South Carolina. Joins us next year on ESPN Radio. Bob Wishes and Infragrini. Hey, Frank. Let's see, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Washington football team fan, and I see that we drafted uh, Jamin Davis, a linebacker, and I was hoping that we would get a linebacker. I'm glad we didn't trade up to try and get a quarterback early or anything stupid like that. I'm just a little confused, and maybe some other fans are too, as to why we didn't take uh, Jeremiah Wizukoromoa at the linebacker position. What do you think uh, the difference is between the two players? Um, I'm sure both are going to do pretty well behind that defensive line and get a lot of tackles. Um, but what do you think about that? Well, I mean, you know, that's beauty is the eye of the beholder. I mean, they think Jamin Davis is a better player. That's why they took him. I personally think Washington should have been much more aggressive going up and getting a quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a career backup quarterback, relief pitcher off the bench. He, he that's, you know, like you, you have uncertainty at quarterback. And there was some certainty in this drafted quarterback. I think that Washington should have been looking to do what Chicago did. And I'm going to talk to Dan Orlovsky about that at the bottom of the hour, but I'm surprised that Washington wasn't a team that was more aggressive going up and trying to get a quarterback. Let's go to Adam in New York, joins us next year on ESPN Radio. Hey, Adam. Did we lose Adam? Adam going once. Adam going twice. All right, how about Jimmy in New Jersey is next here on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Bob. Pleasure. Sorry, I'm on a treadmill. Bob, pleasure <laughs> to speak to you. First time caller, long time listener. I got to say, for the Jets' struggles, and I've watched them my whole entire life, unfortunately, Zach Wilson seems like a pleasure. It seemed always to me that Sam Darnold lacked that moxie, that hands in the air with a touchdown. And I don't know about you, but I feel that's what we need more than ever. And well, the new regime, Sam Darnold I never had a like chance to do that. I mean, Sam Darnold was never supported with the talent around him to, I think, be able to do what Zach Wilson is going to be able to do. I mean, Corey Davis is already a better receiver than anybody that Sam Darnold played with in three years. They now have a franchise left tackle and, theoretically, a franchise guard to put probably next to him. Uh, they may take another offensive lineman in this draft. The Jets had Le'Veon Bell here. He was supposed to be the savior, and everyone blamed everything at Adam Gase. Right? Everything was Adam Gase's fault. The Jets gave Le'Veon Bell the ball 700 times in two years, and he never made a play. Ever. Think of one impact play that Le'Veon Bell made in two years. I mean, if he is legitimately a difference-making talent, even if the coach is lo- in doing a lousy job scheming him ways to make a play, at some point... If you give a guy the ball 700 times, his talent is just going to make a play for you. It never happened. So to me, I think they are now supporting Zach Wilson in a way that the previous regime, unfortunately, never supported Zam Darnold and never gave him a chance to succeed. Taking callers, always very interesting. Much props to the Greeny Show. Always very interesting with Hawk and Crowder. I've read a, uh, a lot of draft grades and... It seems to me, hey, welcome to the Monday show, by the way. Uh, it seems to me, <laughs> just, I just jumped right in there. Hawk just jumping in there. He'll jump back in in just a few here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. I 
560 The Joe Radio Rewind Running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 Over the past 24 hours What up? It's Dan Day on all the social medias At Dan Day Radio That is Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook You definitely want to follow Because tonight, as I've said earlier in the show Got a lot of fun stuff planned for the evening I am heading up to Boca Raton Funky Biscuit Louisiana Blues Men Tab Benoit and Josh Garrett going to be throwing it down. Me, my guys, Clive and Ron going to be there having a good time. Social distancing still nonetheless. I'll post plenty of pictures because sometimes I get in the mood between songs, hanging out with the guys. I know Tab Benoit. I know Josh Garrett. Not name dropping. I'm just saying not everybody in Louisiana knows each other, but I've been in the music industry for a long time, been in the sports industry for a long time. So I've rubbed elbows with people from all over the world, but especially some guys from down on the bayou. And they are from the bayou in South Louisiana. They are from Homa, Louisiana. Homa. Yeah, that is one of those places near New Orleans, but it is on the bayou. Good people, though. Very good people. So never been to the Funky Biscuit. Getting ready to make that drive up there. Should be a good time. Boca Raton, please welcome me with open arms. I'm glad you're hanging out with me also. And in a couple of minutes, you're going to be hanging out with Doug Plagans. He's going to have the call of the Panthers game against the Stars tonight. The Panthers, despite all the injuries, despite all these weird things going on with the team, they just keep winning heading towards the postseason. This could be a special, special run. So you're definitely going to want to listen to the game. Like I said, Doug Plagans, Danny Garcia going to be helping him out. They are going to be making it happen in just a few. But right now, let's make it happen with some Hawk and Crowder. They're talking about the Dolphins draft, and they are praising it high. But also, what about Jose Borealis? read a, uh, a lot of draft grades, and it seems to me... Hey, welcome to the Monday show, by the way. Uh, it seems to me, <laughs> just, I just jumped right in there. Excited, man. I was excited, too. I was, like, <laughs> I was Colin Cowherd for a second. Like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just opened my mic. I was like, I've, let a, I've read a lot of draft grades. And settle down, Hockman. This isn't uh, this supposed to be a goof. whole show's supposed to be a goof. What happened to you? I don't know. The Greer father got you, baby. <laughs> the Greer father got to me. <laughs> I uh, I read a lot of draft grades, and it seems like there's a lot of love for what the Dolphins did in the draft Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yes. And so I, uh, you know, again, I don't put too much stock in draft grades, just like I don't put too much stock in mock drafts, because it doesn't matter. You know, it only matters what you're going to see on the court. I, I would be interested to go back and look three years ago and see what the the draft grades were when the Heat selected Bam Adebayo. I, you know, I just, I wonder, yeah. I wonder if anyone said that guy's going to be an all-star by his second year. You know what I mean? I, I take it all with a grain of salt, but um, I will tell you that nobody said the Dolphins flamed out. Nobody said, you know, they they, they sometimes uh, don't do grades, but they'll list dra- uh, draft winners and losers. No one, I didn't see anyone uh, having the Dolphins in the losers category. They may not have been in the winners category. You know, like sometimes they go, here's five teams that were winners. Here's five that were losers. And the rest are just, you know, remain to be seen. Uh, I didn't see anybody in the losers column. And I think most Dolphins fans are probably pretty happy at how the draft transpired, no? Oh, yes, for sure. Because we filled all the gaps. We filled the spots. We got Waddle out there. We loved him. They loved him. Yep. So, you know, they said that, that they loved him. That was their guy they wanted the whole time at six. Jalen Phillips, being a Miami guy, I think that helps. But minus yeah. what school he went to, Hawk, the dude's a hell of a football player now. Yes. 
And all this injury stuff, we do, I, I talked about this week, and I was doing so much draft stuff. His injury started getting hit by a car off of a moped. It wasn't mm. like he was tearing his knees up on the football field. He got hit by a damn car on a moped. So I would say that's not going to happen anytime soon to old Jalen Phillips. So let's just pump the brakes on the injury stuff. They solidified the, the, the tackle position. Obviously, they got rid of Eric Flowers because they had a number of tackles on their board they liked. The boy out of um, uh, Notre Dame, Etchenberg, whatever his name is, and then the late pick, Larnell Coleman. Yeah, there are gaps they filled, and that's all you can do. You're 100% correct, Hawk. Let's go back and see Jamarcus Russell's draft and see how mm-hmm. many people praised the, strong, the strongest arm I've ever seen in a draft pick. Jamarcus Russell was terrible. Ryan Leaf. Like, let's, we go back and start looking at some of the draft grades. They don't mean anything. Proof's in the pudding, but the gaps were filled for the Dolphins. And I personally, I think that they drafted perfectly. The safety now, the one, this safety, Javon Hollins out of Oregon, this dude better be a monster. 36 pick when you need a running back, that's the only one I looked at and was like, who? This young man better be a starter, game one, and he better be a monster. Well, funny, you know, I was looking at Pete Prisco's draft grade. So Pete Prisco at CBS Sports did letter grades for every team in the league. And he gave the Dolphins an A, and he only gave three teams an A. And he writes, he did best pick, worst pick, and then kind of like the recap. So best pick, first-round receiver Jalen Waddell, give them a Tyreek Hill-type threat in the passing game. He was their guy as the top receiver on their board. They got him. Worst pick, he writes, I like second-round safety Javon Holland, but I would have gone with Trevon Morig in that spot. Again, it's nitpicking. So he also picked him for a different reason than you, but he also is saying, hmm, 36 pick, interesting. And then his recap is, I love their draft. Chris Greer did a great job, starting with Waddle, adding a lot of quality players after that. The key will be how well edge Jalen Phillips and uh, second round pick, their second round pick shows up in the, uh, oh, their second first round pick, Jalen Phillips, shows up in the pass rush. Uh, getting a right tackle in Liam Eichenberg was big, too. That's a big fella, too, that yeah. Eichenberg dude. Um, all of a sudden, I'm rooting for Alabama and Notre Dame guys. What the hell's happening to my life? What's going on here? <laughs> you got to let the college go, <laughs> Hawk. You do a show with a Gator. I know. You've done a show I with know. a Gator for five I, plus years. Yeah, let's be honest. You're a closet hurricane. We know you are. We know you are. You I enjoy the swag, but I'm a proud Gator. I cannot believe, by the way, that not a single team in the NFL drafted Jose Borregales. I, I know, mm. you know, kicker, kicker. I am, I am. I, I am shocked because we watched that team the season before with Bubba Baxa and your stomach hurt every time they got into field goal range. Yeah. And Jose Borregales was money. Dude won the Lou Groza award. Like this, this is the best kicker in college football. Didn't get drafted. I was shocked by that. Ends up signing a, an undrafted free agent contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you can't complain, I guess, if you're him because you're going to the defending Super Bowl champions and, and uh, Tom Brady's on your team. And so uh, that, I, I imagine, turns out to be cool for him if he makes the team. And I'm guessing that he chose where he wanted to go, what, what happens when you're not drafted, you know, as long as you're getting invited there. So uh, hopefully it works out for uh, the best for him. But I was surprised he was not drafted. And actually he won the Groza Award and Evan McPherson from Florida got drafted. I know. That, know, that was like, weird to me. What what like what transpired there was so odd to me. But I don't whatever. know. And I, I'm tell, yeah, as kickers, I just go off percentages and all. Right. Borgales is right up there with McPherson, so I was surprised as well. That is what I am talking about, and I said that also this weekend when it came to a lot of the South Florida sports. Of course, Inter Miami, they didn't win, but they didn't lose. 
a nil-nil tie, which means they got the point, which also means being shorthanded and not losing is kind of a win. I'm keeping the glass half full right there. Love me some Inter-Miami. Love me some MLS, as I mentioned earlier. I got off of work in time to watch a late game between the Seattle Sounders and the LA Galaxy. People say, I don't watch MLS. That's fine. You don't have to, but don't judge me for watching it. I enjoy it. I like it. I watch Premier League. I watch a little bit of La Liga. It's okay. You know, it's cool. I enjoy it. Chelsea got a big game this week. That's my team in the big Premier League. So, you know, nonetheless. But Marlins, hey, we're going to right the ship. We're going to be right back where we need to be. Nonetheless, the Panthers and the Heat, hotter than $2 pistols. They've been winning. They won all weekend. So here's a little homage to those two teams throwing it down. Robinson, angle right for the three, got another one. Five for five from downtown. Right circle out in front of shot, and he scores, Anthony Duclair. He's able to beat Lankinen with the wrist shot, and Anthony Duclair gives the Panthers a one nothing lead less than eight minutes in. Bounce pass inside and off the glass and in. Bam, as he, both he and Allen hit the deck. And a 7-0 run by Miami. Now up by 20, their largest lead. Walk to the right circle, a backhand, and they score! Nikita Gusev down low, able to sneak it past Lankanen, and he's got his first goal as a Panther, and the Panthers have a 2-0 lead. The final score, Miami 124 in Cleveland, 107. Up the far side, Duclair, Forsling hops to the rush in front, Barkov shot, and he scores! Alexander Barkov has put the Panthers back out in front. Butter on the left wing, oh, it opens up, Jimmy Free to the rim and a two-hand jam and a foul is going to be called on Miles Bridges and that'll be number four as Butler will go to the free throw line. Here's Duclair makes a move, cuts it, he scores, what a move! Anthony Duclair, he's got two in the game and the Panthers are back up by a pair. Gorn, a quick pass inside, Jimmy Butler didn't expect it, hit him in the head, a good to Duncan Robinson, his shot misses and follow up with a jam is Deadman. Down behind the net, takeaway, Bennett in front, shot, they score! Bennett right out in front to Tippett, and he wastes no time, he cashes in, Owen oh, Tippett from right out in front, and it's 5-2 Panthers. Big victory for your Miami Heat. The final score once again, it's Miami 121 and Charlotte 111. Keith across the line, the horn sounds, and the Panthers finish out the road trip with a 5-4 win in Chicago tonight. That's three straight wins for the Panthers. Three wins in four tries on the road trip. And the Panthers get two more big points tonight on the road against the Blackhawks. A 5-4 win. Now, if you're saying, I'm about to get plenty of Panthers, I need some more heat in my life. I'm going to listen to the Panthers game. No more Panther highlights, but I need more heat highlights. I haven't gotten my fill. I haven't gotten my fiending out, my system. I got you. Here's a hot minute of highlights from the Heat's Two wins over the weekend. We'll get it out to Struess for three. Struess got it from beyond the arc. Max Struess's second train. He's got 14 points between he and none. 29 of Miami's 62 points. And off the rim and the rebound, Deadman's got it, back out of the wing, Duncan Robinson, high right side for three, got it to go, great rebound by Deadman, 
And that sixth tray of the night for Duncan Robinson in the heat up now, 99-84. The final score, Miami 124 in Cleveland, 107. Out of you to Bam to the rim and a two-hand jam. Bam at a bio now in double figures with 10. Bam out on the right wing. Washington on him. Great cut to the basket. Struess gets the layup and in. Boy, some fine passing by Miami. And the Heat now up by 21 with two minutes off the clock here in this fourth quarter. And the Heat steal it with Struess down the floor into Bam. And Bam, two-hand jam. And Miami up 106-83 to now. Nunn for three. Got another one. Kendrick Nunn's third tray of the ball game. Boy, Nunn feeling it yet again. 17 points on the night. Big victory for your Miami Heat. The final score once again. It's Miami 121 and Charlotte 111. So allow me to indulge myself. Told you I'm going to hear some Louisiana blues tonight up in Boca. Funky Biscuit, Ron, Clyde, myself. We're going to be in there getting funky with Tab Benoit and Josh Garrett. Two of my dudes right there hanging out with my dudes, having a good time. Can't wait to go to Boca, check out the Funky Biscuit, never been before. But Pelicans, they're playing for a playoff spot. In fact, tonight they have that, what I think is going to be an awesome Marvel-covered game on ESPN2, kind of like what Nickelodeon did with the Saints in the playoffs. That's going to be really fun. That's going to be really cool. But it's a big game. They've got two against the Warriors. There are three back of the Warriors in that final play-in spot. So, huge overtime victory over the weekend for the Pelicans. I was yelling in my apartment the whole time on the edge of my seat, but they had a game. Lonzo Ball hit a ridiculous amount of threes. Zion, left corner, they let him alone. Now the jump pass near corner to Bled, extra pass, Lonzo, corner three, right side, and down for Lonzo Ball. And then Zion was just totally being Zion. Zion, round a Billy pick, drives all the way in, and he laid it in! And he got fouled by Nas Reed. And there he goes. He's out of here. So the Pelicans played okay. Minnesota kind of crapped the bed. It ends up being a Pelicans win. There are no cheap wins in this league. Doesn't matter when the Heat and the Pelicans are winning. I am a very happy person. When they meet in the finals, I'll worry about who I'm going to cheer for then. You probably already know, but I'll be still happy because I'm in a win-win, lose-lose situation. Nonetheless, here's the sweet sounds of a Pelicans victory in overtime over Minnesota. This one belongs to the Pelicans. What a comeback victory for New Orleans down 10 with four minutes left. Tie it up at 125 in regulation, winning in overtime. Seems like everybody but the Marlins winning. Life is good. And hey, I'm winning tonight. Heading out to the Funky Biscuit up there in Boca. Checking out Tab Benoit and Josh Garrett. Check me all out on the social medias. I'll be posting at Dan Day Radio, Instagram especially, Twitter and Facebook. Always having a fun time. Always a fun time right here with you. If you want to download the podcast for this show or any of the shows you hear on 560 The Joe, very simple. You can go to the Odyssey app. You can go wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free. Or you can go to our website, wqam.com. Real simple, real easy, real cheap. If you have any questions for me, once again, at Dan Day Radio on all of the social medias. I'm always checking out music, sharing good music. i got my podcast with that on it. Some sports, some pictures, some weirdness, some funness. Just everything. It's all good. It's always good, always great. Remember, it's always good, always great. 
you're out there doing stuff, living life, and getting it done. And that's what we do here. Remember, Joe Rose gets you going in the mornings from 6 to 10, followed by Greeny, followed by Barton Hahn. Then from 2 to 6, it's my dude, dudes, Hawk, and Crowder. Always makes you feel good. And I'm always here because I do not take vacation because my life is a vacation. Working here at the radio station is a vacation. I'm very happy here. I'm always here around 6 o'clock for this show. Now, what is next? Huh. Let's see if the Florida winning ways will continue. The Panthers going to be taking on the Stars. I have no idea what's going on with that. Who's in net? Who's going to be playing? What Coach Quinville will be thinking up? But I guarantee is going to be entertaining, especially with one of the best play-by-play call guys in the league. We're talking about Doug Plagans. Those golden pipes are getting warmed up right now, and he is going to take you through that game take you through the playoffs, and hopefully take you all the way to the Stanley Cup. He is one of the reasons why the Panthers are favored to win one of the Stanley Cup. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I can say. Danny Garcia going to be helping him out, so stick with it. Up in just a few, it is my dude, dude, Doug Plagans, Danny Garcia, making it happen. Panthers and the Stars throwing down on the ice. I am Dan Day. Once again, social media at Dan Day Radio. I'm heading up to the Funky Biscuit. If you're there, Come give me a dap. Maybe buy me a drink. Or maybe I'll buy you a drink. Depends how drunk I am. Nonetheless, have a great night. Let's do it again tomorrow with 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.